0: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Liberty Diner Dish. I'm Ken. I'm
1: Michelle. And we're
0: about to jump right into another episode of Queer as Folk. We
1: are up to season three. We have arrived. Yes, the wait is
0: over. We have (laughs) made it. We have made it. Oh my God. Oh my God. And y'all it's going down in this first episode. We got a lot to unpack. Okay. But before we do that, I want to jump into a couple shout outs. I want to give a big old shout out to Mr. James Grant, from Adelaide, um, Australia. Thank Hi you so James. much. Hey James, thank you so much. We love your comments.
1: I'll try my Australian accent, but it is terrible. So let's move on. No, go ahead. No. Let James, no, let's no, no, reviews. Okay, well, James,
0: next time you know I got you, I'll make sure that Ishelle got you on accent, okay? But thank you so much. And also I wanna give another big shout out. We're gonna head on over to Berlin and say, Hey Tony. What's up, Tony? Thank you so Hi, much. Hey Tony. Yeah, so guys, you know, if you guys write in and you want us to give you a shout out, you I mean just say it and we are there for you. We got you. But um yeah, we have made it to season 3. The wait is over and we're about to bring it to you tonight.
1: Yeah, we are I I love this episode. Like so just to do like a, a general overview because it's not really what you I mean, the first couple minutes are, but it's not really what you expect for a season opener. Um but but I like it because leaving off of season two, there's a whole lot going on. It you was. Know? There was a little something with Ted and Emmett. But we're like, does that only last for that night there at Babylon? Mm-hmm. There was, of course, uh, the the um, breakup there. Uh, there's Ben staying in town, not going to Berlin. And so, I mean. Tibet. Yeah, not going to Tibet. Uh, I'm trying to send him over there with, uh, with Tony. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Take good care of him,
1: Tony. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, so just a lot that was kind of going on and some just stuff up in the air. So, I feel like they handled it really well in this in this
0: episode. Oh no, they did. I love them. that they picked right up where we left off. Yeah. Because before it started, I was like, "Girl, they better start with that too. They better I went, I need some closure. I need to know what's going on." And they did not disappoint, okay? Yeah. That this was the I don't know. I think season 3 going to be my favorite. <laughs> Season three got all the juice. It is
1: off to a great start. Yeah.
0: Season three got all the juice. You know, I'm here for the messy shit. And they <laughs> they are delivering. They are yeah. delivering. I yeah. was like, okay. But uh, I just want to also make a note too. You know what I'm saying? And to all my Michael fans out there, I'm sorry for what I'm going to say. But this man is no longer. <laughs> I want to retract every little thing I compared him to me from season one and two. You know what I'm saying? Because we are nothing alike at all. Yeah. Michael is no. definitely out of my top list. And he, he he sealed that deal tonight on episode one, season three. I was like, uh, uh-uh. but we'll 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 get into we will my get
1: there. Yes, oh, the notes are very long. I brought out a whole new notebook for mm-hmm. season three, and it's like halfway full already. So it's
0: about <laughs> to go down.
1: Um. So let's jump into three hundred one. All right. So we start out, and I I love this intro. It's a very raging bull esque intro, black and white opening um and we see some familiar faces so we don't know exactly know where we are but we know these some of these people but there are some other people that are you know kind of strangers to us and you know the camera goes over and we see Michael talking to Brian and even with the muffled and distorted says like I, I feel like I can hear Michael whining. Yeah. <laughs> Even though there's, you can't understand uh, no. any dialogue. He can, had that whine I can face. hear it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Mm,
0: that look, on that, that normal Michael look.
1: Yeah. And then we see Mad Dog Kenny give him <laughs> a strong right hook. Okay, Mad Dog was not
0: <laughs> playing, okay? I was like, hold up, is this a dream? Yeah,
1: you said, you lied. This is going to be a dream. I'm telling like,
0: I'm, uh-uh. Like, for real, like, I never thought I would see Brian put hands on Michael. Right. You know, like, ooh.
1: Yeah. So then we have Michael narrating, and he's like, okay, let me tell you how things escalated to this point. I'm going to give you the blow-by-blow blow recap here. Uh, so we find out it's been a week since the Rage Party, um, and we flash back to the party. So that's where, I like that, how they kind of link us back there by putting right. us back there at the party, because there was a lot that happened there. hmm Uh... You know, I think one time, it might have been season one or season two, but we were like, the whole gang cannot be together at one time because it's always a mess.
0: Always. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, they got to hang out in shifts or something. Exactly. They can't all be together. But anyway, so um, at the race party, we see Emmett and Ted, and they're booed up at the bar. And they're kind of cuddly and a little bit kissy, <laughs> and Ted whispers, you know, we should go back to my place. Mm-hmm. And then they head out to talk about this new aspect of... Of their friendship what did
0: you kind of think about about that um i mean i'm happy for them i mean i'm a little worried mm-hmm. because they are such good friends yeah and maybe call me cliche call me old-fashioned i don't know but i feel like when you have a friendship that strong introducing a romantic relationship into that i mean it could just i mean be i mean the absolute worst thing you could have ever ever done so I mean, I'm a little worried for them, but right now they're in that puppy dog phase. So I mean, they're both happy and in lo- we got those Google eyes. I'm not gonna say in love, but um, Google eyes for each other. So I mean, I'm just gonna wait and play it out. But I mean, it makes me nervous.
1: Yeah, I'm nervous too because a little bit for Emmett, but mostly with Ted. Like he's such a oh, maybe this will be the the thing that'll make me happy in life, or oh, maybe this person, or oh, maybe this. And so he just runs into things without really even. Because, like, you know, he was all obsessed with Michael early on in season right, one. And it was right. like, if you really look at this, like, Ted, you and Michael are not compatible. Uh, and then he got over him and there was a situation with Blake. And it was like, even if Blake is a great person, like, clearly now's not the right time for him to be entering into a relationship like this. And then he had the thing with, with I think it was, like, Luke from his church. And so, anyway, he just, he just runs headstrong into things and it's like. He thinks like, oh, I'm in, I'm in love. This is going to be great. This is going to be awesome. This makes perfect sense. And anyway. I no, no, I
0: feel you on that. Because, I mean, we know that he's a hopeless romantic and that he really wants a relationship. So the question is, is he really, truly in love with Emmett? Or does he, uh, is he making himself believe right. that he's in love with Emmett? Yeah, you know?
1: okay, yeah. You worded it. I mean, yeah. it took you uh, two sentences to say what I said <laughs> in five paragraphs, but thank no, you No, seriously,
0: <laughs> No, seriously, though, no. I knew exactly where you were going with that. I knew exactly where you were going with that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just like, oh, Lord. And then poor Emmett. You know, like, Emmett is definitely a love being. Like, he's, mm-hmm. lo- he, he, he's, he's
1: always open to, always. okay, this could be love. Always open right. to it. Right.
0: And I don't want him to be tainted and have a sour eye on love or open opportunities because the best thing about Emmett is that he is open. So I don't want, I don't want this to go South and then get sour. And then it changes the whole personality of Emmett. So, ugh, I yeah. don't know. So
1: we're like, we're, I'm happy. We're cautious, happy. Yeah. <laughs> is what we are. Uh, also at the bar is that Ben and, and Michael, and they are in a good place since Ben and that too small T-shirt have decided to stay around Liberty <laughs> Avenue.
2: <laughs> He's
1: not going to Tibet. Mm-mm. Uh, also, Melanie and Lindsay are—they're feeling those rage teenies. So everybody over there is having everybody's
0: trying to get to the sheets. Matter of fact, that's what they're talking <laughs> really about. Are, yeah. Emmett and Ted are headed off to the sheets. Lindsay and Mel is like, let's go to the sheets. And, and then Ben is like, Michael, yeah, let's go to the sheets. But then Michael being fucking Michael. Yeah,
1: he says, well, oh, I got to go find Brian. I'm like, why? <laughs>
0: Your man is right here. Yeah. Okay? Like, enjoy him. Enjoy that moment. Leave Brian alone. This is a grown-ass man, yeah. bro. Yeah.
1: Now, okay, we know the situation. Justin has walked out of Babylon with Ethan. And that is a whole nother thing. And we talked about that quite a bit in 220. And we'll get some other opportunities to talk about that and expound on that situation. but. Anyway, Michael is like, "Oh no, this thing you know, Justin has walked out. I got to go find Brian. I got to go make sure he's okay." And I'm just like, "You, dude, you, you've done enough, okay?" Yeah,
0: <laughs> my thing is, it's not your place to tell them. Well, if they missed it, then let Brian tell them. Yeah, you know, or let Justin tell them. This is why it's all happening anyway, because you were in somebody's business, yeah, already when your man told you to stay out of that business, but you didn't.
1: Yeah, you know. So two seasons have taught us that Michael is always gonna go check on Brian, be that for better or worse. He's always gonna go do that. Uh but he takes his like parental like role with Brian. Now whether he should or shouldn't do that is probably worth you know, a conversation worth having, but but that's his pattern, you know, it's like, oh let me go make sure Brian's okay, let me go check on Brian, you know, that's kind of just what he does and I think in season one, Brian was very codependent when it came right, to Michael. Right. And so he expected that pattern. And sometimes he even instigated that, that pattern, you know. But Brian's not necessarily that codependent anymore. He's not no. really in that place anymore. Or at least I don't feel like he is.
0: No, no. You can definitely feel that he's not in that place anymore. I mean, he had the person that he was dependent on. Yeah. You know? He doesn't really need Michael like that anymore. I mean, Mm-mm. Michael, you're just a friend. And also, you got a man. And I mean, like, thank you for checking up on me, but give me some space. Can yeah. I process it? This just happened. Right. I don't need you in my face asking me a million questions. Am I okay? Am I gonna No, I need time to process it. I don't know what just happened.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. Like,
0: I want my, I want my alone time. Get, get, let, Let me, let me settle for a minute. Yeah. Can it, can it marinate on me?
1: <laughs> you know, I think we could talk for like two hours on each season of the friendship between Michael and Brian. And maybe that'll be like one of our bonus content episodes one time. Just like. Right, Where they are, like what's going on in their friendship each, each each season but anyway here we are with michael leaving ben and his party behind to go find brian mm. and he's leaving ben who just said he wasn't leaving michael <laughs> uh i know it's apples and oranges but <laughs> let me have this because i need it um uh, anyway so ben just stays nice and calm he's like oh yeah of course he's gonna gonna go look for him and drunk Melanie says the last time she saw Brian, he was feeling no pain. And Drunk Lindsay says, oh, yeah, he was with trick number 4,689. <laughs> uh, but Michael tells them that Justin and Brian just broke up. And so that kind of briefly sobers them yeah, up. Yeah, it
0: wakes them all up, yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah, and but here's what I don't like. Michael says the reason they broke up is because Justin has been seeing someone else. Now, am I crazy or is that not his place to tell them? That? I know no. they're friends, but I don't think that's his place to tell them.
0: It's not his place. It, okay, My thing is, it's hella disrespectful on multiple, le- disrespectful yeah. on multiple levels. As in, one is disrespectful to Brian. You just put his business out in the streets. Mm-hmm. Yes, y'all are friends, but you don't, you, you don't tell every friend the same thing. You know what right. I'm saying? There's levels to friends, right. you know? Like, if you're my bestie, I'm going to tell you everything. The things that I'm going to tell you, I probably would leave out from Emmett, Ted, and Lindsay and Mel. You know, like, they may get little snippets here and there, but I'm going to give you the full tea. What you're doing now is telling my business to people who didn't even need to know. They was even, they were unaware. And now you didn't brought them in on my tea, okay? And then, two, like you said, it is not his damn place to be telling my business.
1: Yeah, don't put Justin out there like that either. because. You know, if Michael would have listened to our podcast for episode 220, he would know that Justin seeing someone else was only about a tenth of the full reason that they that, that they part. broke up. Yep. Uh or even if he hasn't had a chance to listen to our episode, if he would open his eyes and really, you know, look at what's going on there, he would know that it's not all one-sided. You know. That's what I was
0: just about to say. I'm about to say, why is he putting all the damn blame on Justin right. too? When like, you
1: know Justin came to you complaining about like, or or not even complaining, but just trying to share vent, with you, This is Open yeah, up. So vent to you. This is what's going on in my relationship. These are my frustrations in my relationship. Here are our problems. So you kind of asking for advice. You know that they were having issues. But exactly. Yeah.
0: And you know your friend. Mm-hmm. So stop being like, oh, Justin did this. Justin did that. Take some accountability and some, and some responsibility on your friend's actions as well. Justin is only 19 years old. I mean, he's going to fuck up. He's going to make those mistakes. He is not, you know what I'm saying, perfect. He hasn't experienced half the things that you guys have experienced. Please stop putting the blame on this boy. Yeah. Takes two to tango.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, Mel kind of waves it off thinking, oh, they're always with other people, and that wouldn't break them up. But Michael's like, no, this time is, is different. Well, Lindsay does look a little bit concerned. Worried. yeah. Yeah, but Melanie's like, whatever. <laughs> you know, uh, She's tipsy. She got a babysitter, so she ain't, she ain't going to let them kill her vibe. Nope. Uh, then outside of Babylon, Michael is still looking for Brian, and he, he finds him. him. Yeah, like <laughs> right as uh, Brian is peeling away from. But he like, look, no. So Brian
0: saw him and then burned rubber on his ass. Okay. <laughs> he, Brian, he ran up like a little cheerleader and shit. Like, oh, he wanted an autograph, like a fan. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> and Brian looked in that mirror.
1: Yeah. Screeched
0: those tires on his ass.
1: Uh, ben gets three gold stars for me because I don't have the patience. No. <laughs> but okay, I won't be too hard on Michael yet. I'm gonna I'm get there later. But well,
0: I'm it, already on twenty. Yeah, maybe.
1: he he does love his friend and he cares about him. Uh, but the way he goes about it can really be too much sometimes. Now he gets that from his mama. Um, <laughs> but I think what really gets me is that he always looks so mad or offended when Brian doesn't need him or want to listen to him yeah I mean, like he got so upset that brian peeled off from the club it's like dude leave me like you said earlier leave me alone let me deal with this my way i will, yeah. I know where you are when i need you or if i need you
0: that part okay like i know where you, you're you not gonna be but only three places okay yeah <laughs> that's it your mama's your apartment maybe four places your mama's your mama's job um your house you know maybe the, the shop in yeah. the yeah. shop yeah. that's it
1: the next morning, uh, Justin is in Ethan's bed, and he is being romantically pulled from slumber by Ethan and his violin. Uh, it's day one, and Ethan is really living up to his promises. He is serenading him away. He gave him breakfast in bed. Now, for me, Girl. if breakfast in bed is four pieces of dark chocolate, your budget is a little too tight for me. Yeah,
0: it's too tight <laughs> for me. you know what I'm saying and, I ain't
1: saying I'm a gold digger, but exactly okay. I'm need some but I ain't messing sausage. with no bro. Okay. I need some sausage,
0: I need some pancakes, you know what I'm saying? Some bacon, some eggs, some <laughs> something. Fresh fruit, yeah. Okay. And some clean sheets. I felt like Justin woke up in the slums. Yeah. Okay. And I know they on a college budget. Okay. <laughs> I, so I, I mean, I understand. But yeah. at the same time, Justin, you are not confident like, baby, you're gonna get scabies or something, you know, like uh-uh. <laughs> to
1: wash that whole room. Yeah, yeah, for real. I'm
0: like, he didn't even wake up all peaceful like he normally does. He woke up like he was irritated. You know what I'm I was like, damn, my poor baby. I felt yeah, sad for him sad. in that moment.
1: Okay, pause. One thing, I have to find whatever hair products Ethan has in his little shanty because when Justin washed his hair last night, he woke up with some inches, honey. Yeah,
0: I swear, right? I swear. It's growing overnight.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's a little bit of a continuity joke, but okay. we made it cute. A mm-hmm. um, little we'll jab there. Um, anyway, back to the scene. So, I guess if we remove all other factors, it, it is it is a sweet gesture this morning that um, after the night that he's had and after, you know, the days right. and weeks leading up to it, it is a, a sweet gesture on each It's been time. very
0: draining. Nobody ever thinks about how draining this has been for Justin. Right. He works a job. He goes to school. He's got to come on be happy. He's juggling a double life. I mean right. like,
1: even yeah even you can say hey you're wrong for doing that I right. feel like the reason that a person does is because they're not they're not quite ready to let go of what they yeah. had you know there are some people who do it just because they it's a power thing or whatever but for him he really had a hard time letting go I'm not justifying cheating right it's like you it is draining it's a lot
0: yeah it was draining for him so i mean like damn i just felt ooh i just really felt bad for for Justin in this moment but like you said Leading up to this moment, Ethan has definitely stepped up to the plate. I mean, he was there for him. I mean, if I was waking up, awakened with the violin played to me, you know, mm-hmm. you probably would have got some cookies or something, you know. <laughs> you got little—you would have got a little breakfast. You would have been feasting on something. Yeah.
1: Okay? Uh, Ethan is happy to have Justin waking up with him um, because, you know, before he would stay late into the night but then have to rush back off to the loft. So he's happy to have him there. But Justin says he can't stay. But it's not for the old reason. Um, this time it's because he has to go to class and work and he has to go pick up his stuff from from the loft. So Ethan asks him, Well, hey, when you go there, what if what if Brian's there? And Justin's like, So what if he is? It doesn't matter. I'm with you now. Like I'm moving forward, I'm moving on.
0: That low key crushed me.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: as as much as I was like, you know, playing devil's advocate in season two, you know. <laughs> I mean, Y'all know I have like this love-hate thing for Brian, but I actually love Brian and Justin together, okay? I think right. they're really good together. So when him he was like, whatever, I'm with you, it kind of hurt me, you know? Like, it hurt me like, no, baby, it's been a fucking week. Do not do not move on. No, this know? was overnight. Oh, overnight, yeah, it's been <laughs> yeah. overnight. Do not, do not move on, please. Like, not that quickly. What do you mean? Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. You can't throw away a year, you know yeah. what I'm saying, <laughs> of love uh, and you chasing this man. And then you just one night, you're like, oh, I'm with you. No.
1: Yeah. No. I think Ethan kind of agrees with you because he's like, mm, let me get one more before you go. <laughs> yeah,
0: and that part. Because, you know, it, it's unclear if you're really coming back.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then we see Michael at his shop and he's on the phone leaving his 75th message for Brian to call him back. Thirsty. Uh, It's a bit annoying that he's doing that, but I think it indirectly shows that Michael on some level knows that Brian would be affected by this breakup. Um, And he's worried how Brian might react to it. Now, I'm not sure how much Michael wants to willingly validate Brian and Justin's relationship. Although he did tell Justin in the last episode that Brian loves you more than he loves anyone else. But I think he was mostly using that to inflict some guilt and shame.
0: Oh, uh, he definitely what was. what I think, yeah. He was.
1: Uh, there's a reason I think that. And if I remember, we'll talk about it <laughs> later. Uh, but Anyway, so the shop is booming, probably more than we've ever seen it. Uh, there are people there, and they want more rage. They're asking about the t-shirts. They're asking about the second issue. And one guy asks if JT and Rage will ever get together, and the other wants to know if Zephyr will have a cosmic meltdown if they do. Hell yes. Yes, he will. Yeah,
0: they already know.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I wish he they will knew come know watch it was right on the spot. Yeah, I wish they knew it was him in, in front of them. <laughs> That's who fuck Zephyr is.
1: Yeah, it's him. Yeah. He's well, a crazy
0: ex-girlfriend calling you know, 9,500 <laughs> times.
1: Yeah. Uh, Michael says, well, I guess we'll never know. So, basically he's telling them rage is over. You know, the partnership went a little sour. Um, so, Justin shows up at the loft to collect his things. And he's a little bit timid when he walked in. And he's calling out Brian's name, looking around for him. And I think that boldness that he felt when he was talking to Ethan, that might have been a front. That
0: went out the window. (laughs) Yeah. Because he knew, Lucy, you got some splaining to do.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You got
0: some splaining to do. But uh, I was nervous for him. But at the same time, I wanted Brian to be home. Mm -hmm. I wanted this closure, this hash out. Like, Brian, finally, just tell this boy. Like, don't do this to me.
1: I really, like. I, I'm i glad that the episode, that it went the way it went, but my mind w- wonders what it would have been like if Brian would. Would have been there. home. Yeah, he mm-hmm. would have been home. Yeah. Uh, But so he walks into the loft, and I really like this scene because he goes in and he's like hurriedly packing his things, like he's trying to get out of there as quick as he can, Um, you know, trying to beat Brian. But I think he's also just trying to beat Kind of what that tug that he feels in himself to say, like, this is your home, this is where you belong, like, you still want this. So I think he's like trying to get away before all of that catches up. Because you can
0: see all the memories that's flooding back. I mean, he has experienced everything there. His Mm -hmm. first everything, really, was there in that loft. So I mean, like, that's a part of him. Right. So I mean, like, that That is home. Yeah,
1: that was home. That was where he fell in love. That was where he lived his life, you know? And so he walks in, and as he's packing everything, He's kind of haunted by these um by these memories of them being there. I would accept an argument saying that they're visions of what of possibility, what could happen, but I think it's those happen. those, those yeah, are those memories. Are their memories. Yeah, yeah.
0: Those are memories for sure. Like that that happened and they were flooding back to him and it was making him feel all those emotions that he was feeling with Brian that what Brian makes him feel. You can see that sensual touch again yeah. in those memories, you know? You can see the the ecstasy, the look on Justin's face when Brian was touching him and was behind him. You know, like those things that we I feel like he has to kind of force with yeah. Ethan. When Ethan is talking to him, he's smiling, but it's not that sunshine light up the room, like the eyes so bright, like I can't keep my hands off of you, can't keep my eyes off of you. Same such a situation, same type of situation that he had with Brian.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a. He's remembering, I mean, it sounds like cliche. I know it's a song, but he's remembering the good times. Mm-hmm. You know, he's remembering those intimate moments between them sharing ice cream kisses mm-hmm. and, you know, over here on the chair being in the I shower together. I will say
0: that ice cream kisses scene, I missed it originally because I remember you talking about it ice cream yeah. kisses, but I must have missed one it originally. This was a
1: little bit more uh, intense than the other. This either. boy
0: is like a pretzel. <laughs> he's sitting on his lap and was able to fold down to give fellatio. <laughs> I said, "Okay, teach me. I, who is your yoga instructor?" Okay, yeah. God.
1: I mean, we knew all along Justin Taylor had some talent. Yeah, okay, well the so. boy is talented. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he sees them everywhere, all over, all over the loft. Um, the two of them being happy and just being together in. And just truly connecting and communicating in different ways, and so that's hard for him. So he basically runs out of the door,
0: <laughs> scurries <laughs> you know? quickly, okay. yeah, be-
1: before all of that catches him. Before all of it catches up to him, he has to he has to get out of there. Uh, so over at the diner, Debbie is there. She's having a great day. She's serving up some guys who are reading the Rage comic. And she's like, oh, you know who wrote that? My son. Like, Debbie, there you go lying again. I thought she left her lying in season two. I
0: guess not. She didn't carry, <laughs> carry that shit over. But I love that she's always so proud yeah, of him. You know, yeah. How you She mean? is. But yeah, girl, he didn't write shit. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's not you read the book. You know whose story that is. Stop playing with me.
1: Yeah. So also at the diner, uh, Ted and Emmett, Melanie and Lindsay, Melanie and Lindsay are so nosy uh, and pushy and they're asking Ted and Emmett if they did it. <laughs>
0: Maybe I'm a lesbian in, my, in another life because I would have been all in their business, I too. I would have been curious. Yeah. See,
1: I'm the friend who, I won't ask you, but I definitely want somebody else right. to ask you. Right, because you would have pushing be... me to ask him yes. under the table. Like, <laughs> I was texting you. Can't yeah. ask him.
0: For <laughs> real. Yeah. So which one of y'all? I
1: know I'm definitely gonna lean in for the answer. Yeah, for so I'll real. just be truthful for about real. that. But uh, no, they
0: were trying to get to the tea girl.
1: Yeah. So Ted and Emmett are kind of kind of dodging the question, but they're not saying yes or no. Ted says, you know, it was a, a night like no other. <laughs> um, you know, the rest of the gang kind of takes that and runs with it, and then Lindsay and Millie are like, oh, you know, you guys will be just like us, and next thing you know, we'll be celebrating your anniversary. And speaking of anniversaries, Melanie and Lindsay are going to celebrate theirs. Not their wedding, of course, because right. they just got married. But it's from the, the day they first got together, is what they say. That's because sweet. That's what they're celebrating. Yeah, yeah that's
0: really sweet. And that's how you keep it spicy, too. Yeah. You keep it interesting because you're always showing love and appreciation.
1: Yeah. Um. And so they are passing out invitations. And then Lindsay holds one up. And she's like, well, I don't know what we're going to do about this one. And it is addressed to Brian and and Justin. And, uh, Debbie's there. She sees it and she says, you know, poor, poor sunshine. Justin really loves him. And Lindsay says, well, Brian loved Justin too. (laughs) And, uh, Debbie's like, well, he should have showed it. Yeah. And And Michael. Michael. Well, he did in his own way, which is true. true. That's true. That's true. But, and Michael wasn't saying it for, the right reasons, you know? No, you know
0: he, I mean? Michael's never singing for the right reasons. Yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. Michael has blinders on and he, and his heart is still attached. Although he has a man, he's, I don't care what, no, if Brian said, yo, get, well, we already know. Brian was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he was going to cheat. Okay. Yeah. So no.
1: Yeah. I feel yeah, because his thing is just like, well, Brian was doing a good thing too. Like he's always going to defend his friend, which on some level I can respect that. But yeah, I mean, they're talking about, The rest of them are actually talking about like their relationship, but right yeah. All right. So (laughs) then there's helpful Ted, of course, and he says, Well, I'm sure Brian must be sequestered away, devastated, heartbroken. He is just he's loving it. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, (laughs) Finally about time. (laughs) For real. Brian has to suffer like us mere mortals. Uh, and then Emmett says, you know, or maybe he'll leave, you know, now that he's not the numero uno stud anymore around here. Maybe he'll just kind of move on. And Brian shows up as this conversation is happening. And they're like, oh, Brian, when did you get here? And Long enough. Yeah, long <laughs> enough to know who my real friends are. And I think there's a little bit of truth to what he was saying, because he puts up with a lot of crap from them mm-hmm. sometimes. and. He rarely will defend himself or insert himself. Sometimes he'll just like insult them and move on. But I do think he internalizes it a lot more than he than he lets on.
0: Exactly. I mean, he's human, right? I mean, he has a reputation of being Brian Kenny, so he can't let them see. You know, saying that you know he's shook or anything. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, he hurts. He bleeds just like the rest of us.
1: Right. Yeah. So Michael joins Brian in his booth, and he's like, "You know, how are you doing? How are you holding up?" And Brian's like, "Oh, I'm great. Everything's fine." <laughs> so. Uh, but then Justin comes in for work
0: girl my mouth dropped.
1: yes I got yes. the
0: screaming oh I was like this y'all are giving me all the tea the ratchetness to everything <laughs> I need to live vicariously through these characters okay tonight yeah. when that door opened up and it was sunshine I was like, oh my God
1: yeah um it gets awkward for everybody <laughs> I mean the whole game none of them know what to do and it really does put them in a kind of an interesting place because they're like, oh, you know, Brian's here, Justin's here. Like, we don't know what they are thinking about each other, what they're thinking about us, and so yeah. And but I love Debbie. So Justin walks in and he's not sure what any of them think about him because he's kind of like the lone one out in this. These yeah, were all Brian's friends before, before yeah, before him, and so he walks in and he goes over there, which first kudos to him for actually showing up to work knowing that there was a really good chance that they would be there <laughs> that's
0: the normal meetup spot <laughs> yeah
1: but i love debbie in this moment when she she just kind of rips the band-aid off and just like hey get to work kid you know he's gonna stand there and so she keeps she shows him like hey
0: life goes yeah, on yeah
1: life goes on like i'm still here like just keep moving you just know, just keep putting one foot in front of the other you so. did
0: what was best for you mm-hmm. and let's go
1: or what Or or this isn't the place or the time to Right. get into it like you work here just come do your job whatever
0: uh, uh, but also i love i know we about to move on yeah. but also i love how classy brian is too you yeah. know he, he he's not one of those little ratchets and things like that where he's gonna make a scene and get crazy and loud or anything like that he's always so poised and calm and collected and although he's hurting he didn't say anything out the way. He, right. did, he didn't do anything to make Justin feel out the way. Yeah, you know? he could
1: have, hey, boy, come over here yeah. and take my order. Like, he could have done anything right. like that, but he's not, that's not who he is. He's not going to do that. Um, And also, he just cares about Justin too much to do that. Um, So, we see Justin taking out the trash, and Michael is over there standing on the corner, and... Justin sees Well, let's just
0: correct that Michael is not standing on the corner. Michael <laughs> deliberately comes outside and follows Justin yeah. to stand on the corner. Okay that's, okay. that's true. That's him being extra as hell as always and again, inserting him into some, inserting himself in some shit that doesn't have anything to do with him.
1: Yeah. Period. Uh, so Justin's like, okay, what do you want? And uh, he's, oh, you know, I'm just taking in the sights and Justin's like, oh, really of me throwing away the garbage? And Michael says, well, since you're so good at dumping things, then michael goes on you didn't have to walk out and you did not have to walk out on him in front of everybody um and then justin's like well i would have went and told him to his face you know if yeah. you to his face but he was already doing that yeah in, in the back room, room. yeah mm-hmm. and then uh, michael just can't let anything go keeps going uh, and after all he's done for you and justin's like i know what he's done for me but don't guilt trip me you that know part. don't try to make me feel bad and make me feel like now I owe my whole life to somebody mm-hmm. else. I can't make any decisions or choices for myself.
0: And my thing, if you're talking about, you know, him saving me from being b- beaten to death, that's any human. Right. If, any, if Any decent if
1: human If any should decent do that. person
0: saw someone being attacked with a baseball bat and literally bleeding out, they better have fucking called the cops yeah. or the ambulance or somebody. You know what I'm saying? 9 Somebody.
1: Period. You know, I feel like something else that doesn't get enough credit, definitely by Michael, is the things that Justin does for Brian. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of them, they don't talk about that stuff, but, like, the whole thing with Kip, you know? Even Justin just yeah. encouraging Brian, stand up for yourself as a father of mm-hmm. best. Go, mm-hmm. If you want to have a relationship with your child, do it. None of that stuff gets acknowledged. Nope. Uh Definitely not by Michael. But anyway, uh, Michael's got more to say, which means we have more to say. He says... Um, and you knew who he was right from the beginning, and then Justin's like, "Oh yeah, you're the one who told me like you would never let me let a day go by without you telling me." Shaded who he his
0: yeah. ass. I was like, "Come through, and Justin." And then
1: Michael says, "And you thought he would change for you?" Slap like, him. I know, like, who are, are you? Somebody special? If he wouldn't change for him for anybody else, I'm like, Michael, you're just upset because he wouldn't change for you. Dear. Ever?
0: Okay, <laughs> you never had a chance. Okay, yeah. period. Okay.
1: Yeah, but I, Justin is. You know, I wanna give him some applause because he's like, I don't wanna talk about it. He just kinda of backs out is trying to back out of the situation.
0: It would have took everything in me not to put hands on this yeah, man. Yeah, he'd be in, out that here in the dumpster, trash. I Thank think. you. Okay. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Let me just flip you right up over in here because <laughs> yeah, you're doing a lot right now. Uh, all the trash you talking. But anyway, um, Michael Sizzle, of course you don't of course not, of course I don't want to talk about it. Um It's on to the next for you. You got what you wanted. And then Justin finally had enough. So did you. (laughs) Yes. You wanted me gone since the first day he took me home. Mikey, you finally got your wish.
0: (laughs) And that was a mic drop.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But Michael would not be outdone here. So he says, do us all a favor and disappear.
0: Oh, that made me so mad. Like, who are you? Michael, you're the one who needs to leave.
1: Okay, but. you you
0: have nothing to offer. You bring nothing to the table, okay? You are a whiny Giving mess. You give us
1: nothing, girl. You give
0: us nothing, okay? You leave the group. Okay? Uh,
1: but yeah, I just I Was it, hold Was it wasn't it
0: Michael? I mean, wasn't it Justin teaching Michael how to use um the correct silverware? Yes, stuff? it was. Okay, yeah, so it's time for you to be a grown ass to go. You can't <laughs> even you don't even know what the salad fork is, okay?
1: Yeah. I just I like us I, I know because even back in season two, like why he's telling Brian, I know in his mind, he thinks he's doing right by his friend. But I'm, you're just going way too far with it.
0: Way too fucking far. Like, I'm just like, chill. Out. Again, it's still too fresh for you to be yeah. in the business. Yeah. Give it a couple weeks. Then you give your opinion.
1: Mm-hmm. So then we see Melanie and Lindsay and they are uh, outside, I guess, after a breakfast at the diner. And they are capturing the first moments of Ted and Emmett's relationship oh. with the camera. Are they timid? Is that their couple name? Oh, I love that.
0: <laughs> timid. Because the way they acting is a little timid anyway. So <laughs> timid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that.
1: Uh so the girls walk up. They're so darn pushy. Like they don't even care. You know, uh, they just they've got it all made up in their mind. Like they set this couple up and it's gonna work out and be perfect. Uh, but anyway, bless their their little hearts. They walk off. Well, we find out that Emmett and Ted definitely did not do it.
0: No, and I kind of like that. I was happy, and I love that they made everyone think that, well, they
1: They They allowed them to think what they wanted.
0: I mean, they lie by omission, you know. Yeah, it's it's like you
1: think whatever you want to think. Yeah, Yeah. I'm
0: not going to tell you it's right or wrong, but that's on you. You assumed. When you assume, you make an ass out of you, but not me. (laughs)
1: Okay. (laughs) Yeah, but I also like it uh, just because. That is quite a feat to jump from being friends to being romantic partners. And so I like that they made a realistic portrayal of what two friends making that transition might look like. Mm -hmm. So for some people, they can go kind of straight into it. But for other people, it's not really a straight line. No,
0: it shouldn't be rushed. Right.
1: Because you can have a deep emotional love for somebody, but not really have like a sexual attraction Right, right. And so that's something that sometimes you have to build up to. And so I do appreciate that they made it kind of realistic Mm -hmm. like that. So we see Ben on the phone with his subletter and uh turns out she's not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, even though Ben is saying she's already signed that lease and so she's not going anywhere. So Ben needs a place to stay and Michael without even checking with him at first, I know you have a
0: roommate. <laughs> yeah. You have to run that by people. Ask
1: them to ask them to move in.
0: It's bad enough you're already back because it was his place when you yeah, left, right? Okay, <laughs> and then you just show up with bags and shit. Okay, like it's bad uh, enough yeah. that you're back.
1: Uh, well, Ben questions if they are ready for ready for that. Uh, but Michael says they were committed. Um, so it's just like a logical next step for them.
0: <laughs> well, I just can't wait to see episode two because. Them actually living together probably gonna be a damn mess. So I mean, (laughs) it's a difference when you live with somebody.
1: Yeah. Well, Emmett comes home and Michael asks him what he what he thinks. And Emmett's like, "Oh, well, that's a lot of people in a small space." But then he's like, "Michael's already sold on this, so whatever." Oh, I like a lot of people. Yes, he had
0: no choice but to say that, but he was letting them know, like, why? Yeah. Like, oh no, we really shouldn't do that. But Michael's face told it all again.
1: Yeah. So. They ask about, they ask Emmett about him and Ted and how that's going. And then Michael's like, Well, I thought, you know, when we talked, you were going to tell him, you were going to you know bite the bullet and tell him no. And then Emmett's like, Well, yeah, I changed my mind. <laughs> I decided
0: to bite something else.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and Michael says, I can't imagine having sex with your best friend. I'm like, Michael, you are <laughs> a lie and a half.
0: That part. We
1: have watched you for two seasons now. Chase. <laughs> Want to have sex with your best friend. <laughs>
0: so. But yeah, we watched this man chase this dude. Seasons, yeah. Okay, like, and you can't imagine, boy, he doesn't want right. your ass. You
1: have spent sixteen years trying to get in Brian's pants, <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> Please.
1: Yeah. Well, Emmett kind of gets offended by what Ted is saying because I- this is a sensitive issue for for Emmett because it's not just like this is a potential love thing, but this is my friend and like
0: his best friend.
1: Right, my- right. This is my best friend. This could go good. This could go very bad. Uh, you know. And so there's a whole lot that he's dealing with. Him and Ted are dealing with. But then here's Michael. So he's kind of just like. Excuse you. Yeah, Michael. and
0: he's always supported Michael and his little right. mess ups, you mm-hmm. know? And why you got to be negative, yeah. you know, off the rip? We haven't even, you know what I'm saying, been together two days.
1: Yeah, but. And
0: you got some negative shit to say.
1: Yeah, but Michael goes over and he tries to make amends, whatever. <laughs> so then Brian gets home from work and now we see him getting to the law And it's almost the complete opposite of Justin's. Like, he is hit by the emptiness of mm-hmm. the loft, you know, as opposed to the presence of them all over. It. It's the emptiness of it that um, that affects him.
0: My heart is breaking in these scenes. Yeah. I mean, literally, just th- he has no energy. It's almost like he's in a depressed state, um, just how slow he's moving. And then he, he walks over and takes off his jacket. And then he sees the dresser drawer open where Justin would keep his things, you know? Right. And that just crushed me. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, it crushed me. Because, uh.
1: I mean, it was one thing to go home that night after Babylon, and, okay, he walks away with Ethan, but he's not, now he knows that Justin's been going to Ethan's at some nights anyway. But, and then even to wake up in the morning, like, okay, maybe he's just upset. But then to see, like, he has taken his things, he's removed himself from my home and yeah. my life. Like, that. That all hits him. You know, we didn't really talk about this a whole lot in season one, but Brian's Loft, even though it's amazing and we love it, it's all about presentation. Yeah. You know, and so it's almost like a showroom and the bed that's raised up on a platform is like, that's the centerpiece. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the only thing that matters in there. But what we saw in Justin's memory was that they lived and existed in every corner of the loft, not just there in the from the the bed to the
0: shower to the couch everywhere everywhere. yeah
1: they lived and loved and existed there and i wanted to be symbolic because justin didn't only want brian for his nether regions like Mm -hmm. he wanted the whole person and brian got to be more than just what he offered in the bedroom or in the back room
0: and you know exactly and you know brian had to feel that like cuz everybody wanted him for sex. Right. Justin wanted him for him. So he he had to feel in the back of his mind like, yo, this man really loves me for me. And the fact that it's gone now, he has to be hurting. I
1: know this thing that he never thought he wanted, mm-hmm. <laughs> this thing that he didn't think that he deserved, he had it and now it's gone and he is like truly waking up to that. That thing that he feared it has it has now happened and yeah, I think I do think he's crushed and devastated by yeah, it.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: He finds a drawing there of Rage and JT, Rage holding JT, and he just crumbles it up, you know, and I think because in his mind, he's like, you know, that's no more. And I think he's trying to resign himself to that, but but it's pretty hard to do.
0: That hurts so bad because um, that was left there intentionally with him carrying, you know, Justin out or JT out. And um, the fact that he crumbled it, it just gave me no hope that there was not they're not going to rekindle anything. So I'm like, you know, and y'all know, y'all know, and I don't know. So I mean, like, <laughs> this is crazy to me. This is insane.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a very, a very tough one. Um, because we know that Brian's going to communicate more with his face and with his body, um, uh, than he is with his words. Sometimes right, and right. what we see on him, what we pick up from just looking at him in this scene. Just, this has affected him way more than he he's than
0: letting he on. But, mm-hmm. Yeah
1: uh then we see Lindsay and brian at the park i really like this scene you know um, yeah
0: real dope yeah, scene
1: yeah uh y'all know how i get about Lindsay sometimes but she but no she <laughs> but was on I point like no yeah. but she was on, point, she in was on point in this scene because y'all
0: know that she'd be bothering the hell out of me too okay yeah. she's nothing but a female michael
1: but, <laughs> exactly <laughs> but she was but good in this this scene, she was she was great and she says "You, yeah, i can't believe you let him go and what do you want me to do? Like throw myself on the floor and beg him not to go? Yeah. <laughs> just pretty like, much. Yeah, that's what it <laughs> took. But she tells him, you know, it's not too late for you to get him back. And she says, I have to is tell him that you love him. It's a very small sacrifice that you could make. Yep. And then he tells Lindsay, well, I don't love him. Or, you know, even if I did. Now, Brian has to correct himself because... I mean, he's no longer speaking like it's impossible because even he knows he can't get away with that Exactly. (laughs) And they all
0: look at him like crazy if he says some shit like that.
1: Right. But this is, you know, even if I did love him, I'd never ask him to put my needs above his own or to be something he's not in order to make me happy. There's this quote that I found by Ayn Rand, who is the one that George said Brian, you know, is like or whatever, a love child of (laughs) her and James Dean, was it? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway... So let me read it because it kind of sounds like that. She says, or said, "I swear by my life and my love of it that I will never live for the sake of another man, nor ask another man to live for mine." And so I think a little bit of that is what is in what Brian is saying. Here. like, "I'm not going to ask somebody else to live to make me happy, and I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm not going to adjust my life to make just to make somebody else happy." So I think that's a little bit of it. But um, I also think it's just like. You know, if you're, if you're not getting what you need here, go get it. Go get it someplace else. And yeah. I think that's, that's his advice to Justin, which is probably good advice. It's but, his motto, and he's always yeah. said that
0: before, but Justin does get what he wants. He just wants to know that, yo, you are mine, and I am yours. Yeah. We're still going to do our same shit, but if I say, yo, let's don't play around tonight. Let's go home. Let's don't play around tonight. Let's go home.
1: Uh, But I think that's kind of what I meant by, in two, 220, it was saying, like, I, I feel like he pushed him off a of Kenny Cliff. Like, he was forcing it. Like, that was... Also, him kind of giving that advice, like, okay, go get it from somewhere. Go get what you need from someone else. We know he definitely loves Justin, despite everything that he's saying here. And I think there is a stop that's somewhere in between, hey, you need to accept only what I'm giving you or go get what you want somewhere else. And I think that stop is somewhere near compromise, Mm -hmm. understanding, good communication, which Brian wasn't really the best at or always willing to do. (laughs) Uh, but I also think that he's putting Justin's wants before his own, because um, we know that he did want to be with him, right? So you know he had some wants in that relationship too, uh, and also just the way he wanted to be accepted and wanted to be understood. So he had some wants too, but he did put put Justin's in front of his in front of his own. I feel like he did, <laughs> um, in a way. Okay. With, when it came to now, during over the course of the relationship, no, not always. No, I but just at thought- the end of it. Uh, so before they, we leave the park, Lindsay says, well, I can't believe you'd rather be alone than be with the one person who could almost put up with you. Um, she's like, you got what you wanted. Congratulations. And I think that's what Brian is realizing. Like, Hey, at one point I did think that I wanted this, that I'd rather be, be on my own than compromise to be with someone else, even if I love them. And so if that's what you wanted, that's what you got. And now you have to figure out if you like that or not.
0: I know. Well, you said it. Let's see you walk that walk.
1: Yeah. Uh. So, then we go to Casa de Novatni, And uh-huh. Debbie is in the kitchen cooking up a storm. And she is distraught because she found out that Justin quit the diner. And Michael is there acting like he ain't guilty. Like, he no, had nothing to do with it. For real. He's still yeah. drinking
0: and tasting food.
1: Uh-huh. Like, and uh debbie says you know after all i did for that kid and michael's like after all, after what we all did you know? what did michael do for him That's, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out
0: like michael okay. what did you do? i can see Lindsay <laughs> Mill. i think he stayed with Lindsay and Mel for yeah, a moment right uh-huh. uh and, and they treated they they him good to him to yeah him, exactly
1: giving him advice some good some not
0: that part okay we know what brian has done for him we know what debbie has done for him you know, Emmett and Ted just been good advice people for him, I guess, yeah, you know, and good good, friend. good friendship. Yeah. But Michael, where do you fall into this equation?
1: Yeah, I mean, there are some small things, but none, of, none shit. of them required him to go out of his way. I'll say that. I Michael hasn't, like,
0: give me one example. Maybe I'm forgetting something. Because Michael hasn't done anything. Michael yeah. complained that this boy was sleeping in his bed in his room and Michael do not even live there.
1: Right. The only the only thing that comes to mind is the episode, it might be like 201, maybe two or two, when Justin goes we to Wendy's to find Brian. And he kinda has a little panic attack and Michael comes over and finds him. But again, Michael didn't go out of his way. He happened to be there, happened to see it. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Well
0: he he was there one time.
1: Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um Debbie's saying, like, what are you what are you talking about? And he says, Yeah, he is he's a selfish, ungrateful prick, and he should get out of our lives. And basically, I've told him as much. And Debbie does not like that. Although I was a little underwhelmed by her response.
0: Cause I thought she was going to slap and I she thought she was about to go in way less. Way less. Okay. <laughs> I thought that she was about to blow the roof off that house. Yeah. Okay.
1: But what she does say to him is whatever happened, it isn't your business. And then uh, what's, what's Michael's line? Brian's my best friend. You know, he is my business. That, that sort of thing. Debbie is still kind of like, well, you know, Brian didn't love him. That's why Justin left. Like, he can't be mad because he moved on, got another boyfriend. Of course, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah.
0: And then uh, she let his ass know that Brian but, can't love anybody. Hell, not, not even, even you. Not even you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Mike dropped. Yeah. Again. And now Debbie's upset because we know in 206, Debbie said, she tells Brian, like, I know you love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she had even picked up on it before then. So, yeah debbie's just being
0: now she's debbie. just being yeah she yeah. <laughs> she she's poking deba- okay you want to get rid of my sunshine so i'm gonna jab you matter yeah. of fact i'm gonna hit you with two you know what i'm saying two uppercuts and a jab mm-hmm. and that's what she did
1: yeah because when justin came to her house that night she went to find brian or had him meet up with her so he could go ahead and get that situation back right but anyway i ain't happy with uh, michael and neither is debbie at this point nope <laughs> Uh, so Lindsay is home with baby Gus, and she's reading him "Beauty and the Beast," and I think it's kind of reminding her of what's going on with her friend Brian. You know how the Beast locks himself away, yep. and hides himself from people, and um, yeah. So it's all getting very serious in that little that little fairytale. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie comes over, and she has a photo of them. It's from when they first got together, uh, like eight years ago uh so just a nice little little check-in moment with the two of them because you know they go hot and cold
0: <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I know it's a tv show but i damn near die when she was like you haven't changed a bitch yeah yeah just took the picture before production started <laughs> right
1: That's because y'all took this on set yesterday y'all took this on
0: set <laughs> yeah. yesterday you got that same hair color and cut baby you know what <laughs> what I'm saying like all of it like i thought that was so funny i know it's a tv show but that was funny to me
1: yeah uh Well, Justin stops by to drop off their anniversary gift a little early, and they're like, hey, what are you doing today? Why'd you bring it today? Just bring it tomorrow. And he says, you know, it's going to be awkward, and I figured this is what y'all wanted. And they tell him, hey, you're our friend, and we love you just the same as we love Brian. And or Mel- more. Yeah, Melanie says, mm-hmm. if not more. And uh, they ask him to stay, but he tells them he's got to go because Ethan's outside. And they say, hey, e- bring Ethan, bring Ethan too." So I really appreciate that about
0: them. It goes back to the big sisters, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. they, they don't play sides, you know, like they love them equally. And you have all, a
1: separate relationship with us. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Like we built what we built over here, you know, mm-hmm. so we're not cutting you off just because, and also Brian has never once asked anybody to cut him off. Right. You know, like he wouldn't want that. Again, it goes back to Brian being so mature and very poised and calm and collected always.
1: And just being respectful. Like, yeah. I respect you as a man. And I, You know, you got your life that you got to live. And I got mine that I got to live, you know? Yeah.
0: And he also, I mean, how would he, how could he even try to tell them to cut someone off? You know, mm-hmm. like, it's my life. I decide who I want to talk to. If, if I decided to, you know, okay, my loyalty is over here. I'm going to, you know, bag, 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 bag. Then that's on me. But I should never have somebody come and tell me that I cannot speak to you because I, you know, they don't speak to you. What you got going on, that's what you have going on. It has nothing to do with me. We are two separate people. So I love the fact that they were very inclusive to him. And inviting um, Ethan along for the ride, too. So I was like, okay, big sis.
1: Yeah, because I know some people can look at that and say, well, they're not... Lindsay's not being loyal to Brian by doing that. But it has nothing to do with Brian. This isn't about their relationship with Brian. And what they point out is, like, Brian probably won't even come to this. This isn't his sort of thing. Exactly. We don't expect him to be there anyway. So, and not to say we're going to go behind his back. But, like, hey, Justin, you don't have to worry about that because he's probably not coming anyway. But even if he did... We want, yeah, we want you to be there. Yeah,
0: we want you to be there. You're part of this family. Mm-hmm. And, and also everything has just happened so quickly. Right. So I mean, like, no. And he named their baby.
1: Yeah, he sure did. He's been there since Gus was born. Uh so speaking of Brian, he is at Woody's and uh we over here that it seems like his stock has plummeted, at least temporarily. No, it did. I have, Yeah, he was rejected by a possible trick. Um, yeah. There are these two guys kind of talking about talking smack about Brian Kenny and Ted and Emmett overhear this, and they're like, "Wait a minute!" But this is what
0: <laughs> I didn't like, though. I mean, like I already I, I know that Brian gives them shit, so you know they throw it back or whatever the case. But Ted is going to the first laugh was funny at the diner, you know, ha ha ha. But now you're enjoying this a little bit too much, yeah. okay? Because he's always been there for your ass, and when you wanted that fantasy to come true, he made that fantasy happen for your ass, okay? Yeah. So We're gonna I was talk about that in a minute. Yeah. So I was just like, uh, uh, I, I don't, I don't like all this whole laughing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit. Mm-mm. But
1: they do. I think after hearing someone else laugh at Brian's expense, they do sort of. It was Emmett. Turn around. Yeah. But the Ted offers like, let's go let him insult us for a little while. You know that'll make him feel better. <laughs> make him feel right. better. But before they can get over to Brian's table, Deb and Vic show up. Vic is out doing a whole lot of clubbing these days, <laughs> and so Vic got
0: that second win. <laughs>
1: yeah, so uh, you know, word has traveled, of course, and they know that Ted and Emmett are giving things a go, and Vic is trying to wish them luck, and there's kind of some impl- implications there. And uh, Debbie says, "Well, they're not going to be like you and Carlos." So then we hear that story where Vic had a friend, and they. Went from friends to lovers, and it did not work out. So Mm-mm. they don't know if that's an omen or or what. So it's not adding to. No, you know, it's, it's like, not. It's not helping them relax into this new situation. No,
0: and then Debbie's like, "Oh, and she's smiling like, and oh, good look, guys. Baby, you didn't put plenty that seed now. Right? Yeah. Okay, it's there. <laughs> right. You planted it and You watered it. Okay." Right.
1: So, we see Ben, and he is moving in with Michael, and this is a very different experience than when Michael moved in with David.
0: Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Very different experience.
1: Yeah. A lot more um, peaceful, I should say, maybe. Um, But, so, they are, you know, trying to celebrate their first night, living together, Ben moving in, and... They fall onto the bed and all over each other. And then Brian is there. He jumps <laughs> that up.
0: That scared me. Like... Yeah.
1: <laughs> Interrupting. He used his whittle key, he Will. says. uh And he needs a date to Babylon. Like, oh, poor baby, since when? <laughs> We've seen Brian go to Babylon by himself. We know that he doesn't need a wingman or, uh, you know, uh-huh. or, or a date there. But yeah, this is just, again, showing us. How deeply he's, he's hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Michael, uh, surprisingly, is actually trying to send him away.
0: And uh, this is a time where he needs you. He was running from your ass tonight. It happened. Right. You've been calling him fifty million times. He did not answer. And now he pops up in your home, and you tell him to leave because you want some thing, boy. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh. But Ben suggests that Michael goes with him. It's like, hey, just look at him. I mean, clearly he he needs a friend tonight. So. So take him out um so that's what michael does i mean you know ben twisted his arm right <laughs> yeah
0: yeah he twisted it all right
1: yeah uh then we see somebody is uh setting the mood right and <laughs> it is a teddy He's, i knew it uh, yeah lining things up in his bedroom
0: there's a freak uh,
1: okay. yeah <laughs>
0: I mean he had every gizmo It was like a little mermaid. I got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. plenty. I was like, What the hell? He had everything. Yeah,
1: it had all lined out. had the the lights and little yeah. strobe light
0: thing mm-hmm. going. I was like, yeah. Okay.
1: He was uh yeah.
0: Disco bar. Uh
1: and Emmett comes in and he's a little bit shy and he, you know, tries to give Ted <laughs> to look away, you know, he takes off his robe and climbs into bed and Ted is like I've watched you on the website, you know, and and Emma's like, but this is different. You know, he wants it to be intimate. He wants it to be special because it's their first time together. You know, that was one thing when it was just for show and for some random subscribers. And he
0: also created an um, alternative ego. ego, You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So um, the the fetch, you know, like that's, that's work. Yeah. Here, he's actually being vulnerable and giving, giving himself to you.
1: Yeah. Uh, So they are awkward and clumsy and it's kind of cute. And uh, Tess, like, you know, don't expect too much just in case there's no spark or fanfare. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier about how I'm a little bit nervous because, like, not every relationship has that. But you shouldn't get to the point to where you're like, I, I don't know. Yeah,
0: I mean, like, I feel like he should have never said those words. But when you're talking too much, you're taking me out of the mood. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you shouldn't have been talking about the spark because now the part, spark probably ain't gonna ever happen, right? You know, yeah, because
1: like, while they're doing all that talking, uh, doubt and fear have climbed into in. the bed, yeah, and joined them. So yeah, Emmett says, "You know, Ted, you know I love you, and if this doesn't work out, can we go back to just being friends?" And
0: this is when keeping it real goes wrong.
1: Yeah, because Ted doesn't say anything.
0: I know. I would have been lying if you really wanted them guts. I would have been lying. Okay. Like,
1: I would have, <laughs> she,
0: absolutely. I mean, nothing's coming between our friendship. Yeah. Emmett.
1: Yeah. Cause I think to Emmett that he was like, if nothing else, he wants to know that he has that. Cause that has been so important for the both of them. Like that's been their rock at different times. And it's just like, I want to make sure that that is going to be secure. No matter what. True
0: story. I literally was talking to someone today. Um, and they didn't start off as friends, friends like Emmett and Ted or whatever the case they did and they got to know each other right and um then they formed a relationship and you know it was a good relationship they was very honest with each other very open but the re- relationship kind of just fizzled out the person i'm speaking with today um they really didn't care about the relationship fizzing out because they still had that friendship that was so good that was so close that friendship they could tell any you know um, tell everything to each other but the other person the other half broke that trust within the friendship so not only did they lose a relationship they Aww. lost a friendship and that's what killed that person you know yeah. like losing that friendship I mean it just devastated that person mm-hmm. you know so I mean wow that's yeah. why I, that's why I'm saying like I'm nervous because I don't want them to lose that friendship you know
1: right because I mean we look back through the whole thing with uh Emmett grieving after George it not for Ted that process would have been a whole lot longer because really Ted was the only one who was there checking on him, motivating him, encouraging him, like trying to pull him out. Right. And if
0: it wasn't for Ted, Emmett would be living a fake gay life, you know? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, a fake straight life. Uh,
1: Yeah, if he didn't come rescue him from the see the light, fool. Exactly.
0: So, I mean, they've been there for each other (laughs) Mm -hmm. in crucial moments.
1: Right, yeah. So, yeah, I could see why they're like, no matter what, I don't want to do anything that would cost me that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, at Babylon, Brian and Michael are there on the dance floor. Brian is out of it. He is just, like, out of his mind on whatever he is on. And, uh, they're dancing and swaying to the music. I mean, I barely feel like Brian's conscious at, at this point. I'm like,
0: what is he sniffing?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he is really keeping himself, um, in an altered state, uh, for a lot of, uh, for a lot of this episode. But anyway, they're dancing and Brian's, like, uh, Brian tries to get Michael to stay longer. He offers him poppers, and Michael's like, "No, I gotta get home. Ben is waiting for me. It's his first night at first night at the apartment. I've gotta get there." And um, Mike Brian says, "Well, this this is just like the old days." And uh, Michael makes some joke, and Brian's like, "No, when it, it was just you and me." And oh, does that do something to Ooh, Michael? Oh, it sure does. <laughs> yeah, he
0: gets the melton. Oh, he's staying oh, now.
1: Yeah, now he's like shoving those poppers up to his brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he stayed all night. So they go over to this platform and they're dancing, and then they do their little like. Starts off as a little kiss, and then it
0: was a kiss. All of those
1: turns out into a full on make-out, makeout session. session. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I'm just like, mm, that's, yeah. Anyway. I couldn't be Ben. No. I could not I could be not- Ben. <laughs> uh, yeah, So Michael is very caught up in the moment. You know, Brian's just kind of out of it and he's doing this, but uh, we know this doesn't mean anything to him. It's just, Michael's always been there. That's his friend. He knows that he can always kind of, I don't want to say fall back on Michael because I'm not, I don't want to make like Michael doesn't matter, but he, he counts on Michael's being there. You know, yeah. Being there when he needs him. And so there are some, some good aspects of their friendship. Oh, I mean,
0: Michael's <laughs> a good friend to Brian. You know, yeah, Michael Michael really is. Yeah. He's a good friend to Brian. He's just he just I don't like the way he moves though. The like, way
1: he goes about yeah, being a good friend. I just I is don't like it. Right. Yeah.
0: No, it's like you're too old to be making those type of decisions, those wrong decisions like that. Like
1: yeah.
0: I don't know. it just sits wrong on me. Yeah. I, mean, I understand why he does it, but like uh uh-uh. uh.
1: We go over to Melanie and Lindsay's anniversary party, and they have a lot of friends. <laughs> so a lot. They are all there uh, having a great time, and here they are again. Ted and Emmett are, are talking while everybody else is taking pictures and all this stuff, and the girls come up over there with their pushy selves again, and like, you know, next year this will be you two. You'll be celebrating <laughs> that. Now, Ted and Emma already have their own, like, personal internal things going on, and then just stuff uh, between the two of them. And it's like everybody else is already like, this is going to work out. It's going to be great. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Or or everybody else has their opinions about it. And they kind of haven't even settled within themselves or with each other. Exactly. Exactly what's happening with them. There's a there's a lot on the line for for the two of them. We go over and we see Ben and Michael. And they're talking. And Ben asks Michael what time he got in. Well, he doesn't give him a time. He's <laughs> nope. like, oh, you're already in bed. <laughs> He's yep. like, I'm just making out with Brian all night on the dance floor. No nothing deal
0: High of poppers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The best
0: 30 seconds of my life, each sniff.
1: Yeah, so we also see that Justin is there with uh with Ethan. What do you think about him, like, actually bringing Ethan, even though they said he could?
0: I'm happy he did, because, I mean, I, no, 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 I stand on that. Yeah, I'm happy he did, because if he's truly going to start a new life, he, it, and it's not fair to Ethan if he's going to be excluded, because clearly okay. Justin is still going to come around this, this gang now, because he knows that, the gang wants him around. Mm-hmm. So, um, or at least those two want him around. It would be unfair for him to say, okay, Ethan, well, I'm going out with my big sis, you know. Yeah. I'll see you later. And then gone for hours. I'm glad he brought him around. And it would have been shitty of them to say, hey, you can come, but he can't come. right? Because I wouldn't come. Anytime I know that um, that Brad is excluded from anything, then you're excluding me. right? You know, if you want me to come, then even if he decides, he if he declines, that's on him. But I want him to have the option.
1: Mm-hmm. And it would just be like breeding that insecurity in Ethan if it was like, well, I can't go over here because Brian's friends are here. Yep. It's possible that he might show up here. And yeah. And so that wouldn't be good because then you get a situation like Melanie and Brian, you know, yeah. where she's kind of always felt separated from Lindsay and, and Brian or whatever. So that wouldn't be good. So I don't think it's disrespectful at all that no. they invited Justin and Ethan or yeah. that Justin brought him. I mean, if this is the decision that he's made, it's like this is the person that I'm with right now. Then,
0: and like they said Brian I'll be there.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Like he wasn't doing it to
0: Blonde, flaunt uh, it in,
1: in Brian's face. It was just like I'm trying to move move on. You know, I'm trying to mm-hmm. move forward. Yeah. Well, Michael sees him and he's like, "Well, what is he doing here?" I was like, "None of your business. That's what he's doing here." Uh so we see Brian over at Woody's and he is day drinking all alone. <laughs> and uh there are, there's a pair of bears next to him and they're arguing they're getting married I think they're arguing over cutlery uh, yes I,
0: okay because I didn't know they were arguing over cutlery I thought like like Brian said I thought they were talking about pierce piercing like a Prince Albert
1: <laughs> yeah I was like okay yeah uh, so you know he's just like whatever but he has nothing to offer them but he does say he has two people who could help them make their decision so back at the party Debbie is there and she's serving food and Justin tries to, like, sneak by her, <laughs> but she catches them. She's like, uh-uh, get over here. <laughs> and uh, he comes over to her, and I think he's expecting a lecture. I mean, this is Michael's mom, so he's probably expecting her. He should, maybe he should know better, but he, I think he's expecting her to say something just like Michael said. Yeah. you know, And uh, he tells her, like, this is hard enough. And so I think that's an important thing that he said. Like, it took a lot for him to show up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole the whole thing, we've been talking about that, like, turning away from that relationship, uh, doing this other thing, like, going out on his own and knowing what that he might lose his friends and family. Like, right. He's like, this is hard enough. I'm just, like, trying to function. I'm trying to get through the day, not make this about myself, not make it about Ethan. Uh, but she surprises him. <laughs> she says, you know, whatever my son said to you, he doesn't speak for me or anyone else. We all still love you, and you're still a part of this family. Uh, and I love that that she does it. That's exactly yep. what he needed to hear. And we
0: saw him light up like sunshine. Yeah. I made you pause it because he looked so damn cute.
1: <laughs> he did look really God. cute. He was just his outfit, you know, like he he's already like dressing yes. different because he's not doing the twink thing exactly. anymore, you know, and this is him.
0: He had a button up with a sweater yeah, vest. It looked really cute. There's,
1: like he's he's growing up and yeah. he's, and he's just kind of moving stepping forward, stepping into in his life. man. Yeah, in, into into himself, and yeah,
0: because he's 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 over his first. Lo- I ain't gonna say over, but he's experienced his first love and first relationship. You know, so when you go through a breakup, things are changing. You know, you either cut your hair, I mean, you dress different, you go to different places. I mean, like you know, things yeah. switch up. So yeah, well, we're starting to see the change in him.
1: Yeah, and so I think that I think it's all part of. I think it's very deliberate seeing that little difference in, in in the way that he's dressing and things or, like that.
0: Justin has always been, you know, really quick on his feet and with the times and shit. So, when I say that, he knew he was coming to an uh, anniversary party. Maybe he wanted to look a little nicer. Yeah. Unlike Michael. But he's like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, that mm-hmm. is definitely a valid option, too. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's like, okay, no, this is what I'm doing now. This is who I am now. And so I dress the part, I look the part, I act the part. Like I think, I think it's all, you know, he's he's making these deliberate steps. But anyway, Debbie also tells him, You better be back at work at the diner tomorrow. <laughs> you yep. know, don't don't be late. And so I think she's just telling him, like, hey, okay, we're moving on with you. You know, it's all it's all good. Yep. And then Ethan is behind Justin and she says, you know, as for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Ethan but even to him she's very nice to him and she's you're adorable is what you are Mm -hmm. uh so even just embracing him I know that that means a lot for for Justin um as well and then we know Debbie just has a soft spot for um you know for a young gay man she would have a soft spot absolutely yeah uh well lo and behold Brian does show up (laughs) And uh, Melanie Lindsay like, "Uh, what are you doing here?" Because you know what he said would happen if he came to their wedding. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, "Uh, uh, uh-uh. what are you doing?" Yeah. Girl. Uh, but uh, he didn't show up alone. He brought the the two bears with him. He's like, "Hey, they can help you." Then then he leaves to go upstairs. Got to go pee. He says. So when he gets up to the bathroom, someone's it's already occupied. Justin is is there, and Justin's like, Brian. Can you just wait, like, wait till I'm done? He and was, he's like,
0: no, why? I've seen it before. Yeah. I love this.
1: Yeah. And I think it, you know what? You can say he's making a jab at it, but I think he's like, we got to exist in the same space. Yeah. So he's just trying to make it like.
0: Where you see the jab at? Cause I no, didn't see the jab. No,
1: I didn't see, I didn't see the yeah. jab, but I'm just thinking other people might perceive a jab, but I nah. just saw it as we got to learn to exist. Co- yeah. We got to coexist. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we had a thing. I still love you. Even if we're not together. I still care for you. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. that was a very mature. It's not type like deal. I don't
1: want to be around you, I don't want to see you anymore. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And also, you know, it probably felt good for him to see Justin again. I mean, I'll just, yeah. although Justin tried to play out hard to get away the fuck, stop playing with me. You there is no way <laughs> you were cutting this shit on and cutting it off that quickly. Right. Okay, no, you chased this man for a year plus. Stop bullshitting me, bro. Okay. Right. Y'all was crossing streams. You tell him you didn't want to reach over and give a little tug tug. <laughs>
1: No. Okay, uh-uh.
0: I mean, come on now.
1: Um, I was mad. But, uh, so, Justin's just, like, trying to get his pants up and get out of there. And then on his way out, Brian says, you know, by the way, I hope you get what you want.
0: Okay, this is what we're going to agree to disagree. Because I know you, you had some shit to say. Say your part first.
1: Well, you say your part, part okay. first.
0: Okay. This was the perfect opportunity. Okay, I know what you're going to say. So uh, I hope you can get what you want. As in, I I couldn't give it to you. No, bitch, you could have gave it to me. You <laughs> chose not to give it to me. I wanted three words. I didn't want your money. I didn't want nothing else. I wanted you. You could have given it to me. You, but you, like you said, I didn't have a damn um um parachute when you kicked me off the off the Kenny Cliff. Okay. Yeah. I hit the ground, but you know what? I hit the water and I got the backstroking and swimming right on to Ethan's arms because he going to give me what I want. Because that's what you say. You hope I find right. I mean, <laughs> what I'm saying is he pushed him away. He was yeah. that's the jab right there. I'm pissing and looking back. I hope you, you know, get what you want or whatever the case. That's the jab. Bitch, I wanted it from you. Yeah, you could have given me that.
1: That is that is true. He could have given me. Like, stop playing him. with me. But I I think I think that he really meant it. When he says, I hope you find what you want. I think he really meant it.
0: I think he meant it too. But also it lets you know right there that he's still selfish and stubborn.
1: Oh, see, I took it the other way. Like what? Not as in like, go find somebody else to give you what you want. But I took it as. He meant genuine if you, legit, if you legit were not happy here, were not fulfilled here. I do hope that you go find something that makes you happy.
0: It wasn't that the boy wasn't happy and fulfilled. He had to make that choice. It wasn't that he wasn't happy and fulfilled because he was happy and fulfilled. He just wanted a little extra. He yeah. wasn't miserable.
1: But that means he wasn't fulfilled. <laughs> a
0: girl, stop. Okay, because you could be...
1: Yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to agree, disagree on this one because I think he really meant if so, if you... I care that you are happy and if I wasn't making you happy, I hope you. I hope whatever... He doesn't have to say makes none of that. Makes you happy.
0: Keep, keep the shit quiet. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't wish me nothing happiness.
1: Well, I think were he not as liquefied up as he was maybe he wouldn't have said it because I don't think he wanted to say anything but I think he just kind of couldn't help himself he had that one moment with him there in the bathroom right
0: well I'm calling out my diners again diners listen up what do y'all think about this situation you know how Ishael feels you know how I feel I want to hear your thoughts okay should Brian have said that What did he mean when he said, I hope that, you know, you find happiness or whatever he said in those exact terms? (laughs) Repeat the term one more time for me, back. Oh,
1: you may. You may be turning my page, but he basically says, I hope you get what you want.
0: Yes. So y'all let us know what y'all think on that one. Okay. Because you know what I feel. Go on.
1: (laughs) Back outside, Melanie and Lindsay, they do give some helpful advice to the Bears. So all is okay (laughs) and safe there. So Brian comes out and Michael comes up, runs up to him basically. And he says, Can you believe he showed up, of course, talking about Justin and the fact that he brought Ethan with him? And and Brian's kind of like, whatever, you know, they probably invited him. And then uh Michael says, Well, I told him to stay out of our lives. And Brian's like, why why would you do that? Um, he tells him, We were, you know, we were never married. We we're free to he was I was he was always free to go and so was I. Like that's kind of what our arrangement was but Michael will not drop anything ever. Um and he's he used you, he took from you, he never gave anything back. And th- and this is the thanks that you get after you saved his life. You know, if you ask me, it wasn't worth it. Uh you know, you should have left him lying there and um that's when uh that little right hook comes in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Michael was completely out of what, everything he said in a lot of about 80% of what he says in this episode, but definitely in this part He was completely out of line. I mean, you don't know their whole situation. You don't know what their arrangement was. Like, out of line. And then just to say, because he got another boyfriend, he you should have let him die. Like what? Uh,
0: That right are you crazy? That was ground to get your jaw broken. Yeah. Okay. Like for real.
1: Oh my gosh. And then even just to not consider what that means to Brian too. Like knowing how Brian felt when he nearly lost Justin, like how devastated he was from that and then to say like that would have been better off like you don't even care about me in this moment exactly. you know like yeah just completely out of line and i know a lot of people get off of the michael train at 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 this point i'm off the train yeah. yeah
0: my stop has come up and i'm like why is he more upset than brian is?
1: right exactly <laughs> yeah and just to go that far and i know you can say well oh you know that's michael he le- just lets his mouth get away from him sometimes and he Without thinking. I'm like, no, you meant that. Yeah, you meant you that. You had some heart behind that. When then you we said can it. just
0: say, oh, that was Brian with that smooth right hook.
1: Yeah. <laughs> For real. I mean, he needed to be shut up. I ain't saying a fist had to do it, but he did need exactly. to be.
0: Because we do not promote violence. We but... do not,
1: even though we have said some violent things. Yes,
0: we have said some violent <laughs> things, but we do not promote violence around these parts.
1: Yeah. Uh well, so yeah, Brian does deliver that that uh right hook and <laughs> Everyone responds. I mean, Debbie is calling Brian an animal. Ben like runs well, up. Ben, on
0: Brian. Ben is about that life, girl. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Ben was to protect his man. They it took everything. Yeah. he ran him like a silverback gorilla. Like I mean, yeah. he was he was ready. <laughs> yeah. He was ready. All right. Uh,
1: Ted and Emmett are looking very judgy. Uh, I know. I hated that. Yeah. Like, and then Lindsay she tells Brian, you know, you know, maybe you should leave. And I mean, they don't even take a minute to try to understand what happened. They know that that's not Brian's character. They know that Brian has been acting a little bit out of line, out of pocket the past couple days.
0: And the fact that he, if he put hands on Michael, clearly right. Michael's mouth is right. You know
1: how much he loves yeah, Michael. Yeah. So how much he protects him from any and everybody. Uh, and so if he's the one who did it, you know something is something's up. Something's up.
0: Yeah. But did they give him the benefit of doubt or nope. even ask him what was going on? Or try to, no. Get out, asshole animal. Da, 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 and then judgy eyes. Like, yeah. no, no. Yeah. And Michael's sitting there looking all confused like he didn't do anything wrong.
1: Exactly. Like, he could have said, look, y'all, and maybe he'll reacted, but it's my but he didn't overreact, react, but it's Michael. So maybe exactly. he would have said that. But he could have said, you know, no, it's fine. We had a misunderstanding or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, nobody even, you know, really tries to find out what happened. And nobody else heard it. And then Brian doesn't even defend himself in that situation and say, Let me tell you what what, what Michael said. said. He
0: just gets up and leaves. Yeah,
1: well, so Justin sees this situation and he didn't hear it either because I guarantee you he would have come with a left hook to match that right one.
0: But he but, knows something's up, though. But he
1: knows something up because he knows Brian. All the things that we just said, you know Brian would never just... He's not a. He's not violent like that. He wouldn't just haul off and punch somebody unless something was said to provoke it. Mm-hmm. Um, And he's put up with a lot of junk from, from Michael over the years, so he's used to just brushing things off. Yep. So, Justin sees the situation, and you can see on his face that he's like, probably something going on over there. But you know, I, I ain't really. I'm not getting in yeah, that. Yeah, ain't getting in that no more. So, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't like how the family, how the gang treated treated Brian in that. Yeah, I didn't
0: family. like it either.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah, I I just feel like they sh- they should know better. So we go back to Ted's bedroom, and they're um, you know, gonna gonna try this again. But things are more toned down. I love this part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they aren't making this big production or show out of it or making it more than it has to yeah. be. But they do take it very seriously. And I like that they are actually having a conversation mm-hmm. about it because that's something that we don't see a whole lot on the right. show is like an actual conversation about engaging in...
0: We only saw that once.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's true. But we never see like conversations about like this, like, yeah. hey, we're gonna take this mm-hmm. step, or we don't have to. What, is it gonna be like this? Is it not? So I really appreciated that they were mm-hmm. having having that conversation. Um, and then they wish each other good luck, and then <laughs> once they can kind of just settle and be themselves, be friends, and then be Emmett and be Ted, then they get a little spark working. Yeah. <laughs> Then we see Michael, and he's at his shop mm-hmm. and with a nice little shiner there, and uh, Brian shows up with a gift for him, and it is a bloody box that contains either Debbie's heart or a Kansas <laughs> City steak for for Michael's My guy. money
0: is on Debbie's heart.
1: Yeah, but that's Brian's form of an apology, because he never says sorry. I don't think he necessarily should have to say sorry. Um, Michael
0: should be apologizing.
1: For sure. And so Michael tells him, you never hit me before. And then Brian just kind of looks at him like, well, yeah, well <laughs> you ain't you, never got you, that far beside yeah, yourself before. <laughs> yeah. Now you know the limits. Yeah. And then he, Michael says, well, after what I said, I, I guess I deserved it. And Brian's look is like, you think? yeah, i Yeah,
0: pretty much. <laughs> yeah. He raised the eyebrows like,
1: yeah. And then here Michael says, well, you must really love him. And so that's why I said when he said it to Justin in 220, I think he was using it as guilt or, mm-hmm. or shame with her because it's not until here when it's like, Oh wow! You punched me, your best friend, who was supposed to be like your whole life. You punched me in defense of him, so I guess you really do mm-hmm. love him. Like that's what it took for you. To you play. let
0: him walk out of here with a whole dude, and you ain't say nothing. But you gon' you to right hand me.
1: Yeah, but uh, anyway, Brian says, "Well, I told you I don't believe in love, you know, except for you, of course." Is, is what he tells him. But it's like, dude, you can you can keep yeah, singing that song, it. but yeah, we all we all know the truth. Um, but so they engage in their form of an apology. I'm not really satisfied with Michael's apology because it was pretty much non-existent. Because not only was that rude and offensive and just completely out of line and inexcusable toward Justin, that was rude and insensitive toward Brian also. What he
0: facts? No, absolutely correct. I mean, Michael just had no limits. He had no boundaries, and he he overstepped seriously. Yeah,
1: I mean, imagine Jennifer was there and she heard him say that. Oh yeah, you know, like no. mm-mm. No, no excuse for that. But uh, anyway, Brian tells him, I want you to make up with him. I want you to make up with Justin. And Michael is like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no way, not happening. And Brian is holding a rage poster. And he says, well, what about your what about your what about Mikey's big dream? And Michael says, well, he'll just have to get a new one. He'd rather like hold on to this grudge. It wasn't even about you. He didn't even do nothing to you nothing personally. To yeah, you, he'd rather bro. hold on to that grudge. I mean, Justin ain't trying to draw nothing for him anyway, but nah. still. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and the reason why Justin's not messing with him is because you wouldn't snitch me out when you could even had you could have had a conversation with me. We're together every day.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. So I get why Brian is doing this because like, hey, this was important to when he saw how much fun they had creating it. Um, he knows that it was Michael's big dream. And so I get why he's trying to encourage them to, you know, get that back together, but mm, it's, it's a little too fresh. for
0: me. <laughs> that part, especially
1: off of what Michael just said. So it's a little too fresh for me. Yep. Uh, well, Michael asks him if he wants to go to the diner and Brian says, he can't, he, ha- he's got plans. And that reminds me of, I think it was in, it was season one when, uh, they were having the celebration party at the diner for Michael when he got the promotion. Mm-hmm. And that Michael asked if he was going to come in. He said he had plans, and he went to the loft. And that's when Justin had made, it was, it was the second day <laughs> yeah. of the jambalaya. The second, yeah, yeah. the second time, yeah. Uh, so I, I love that scene. That's what that reminded me of. But anyway, we see Brian, and he is in bed laying under the blue lights there at the loft. And we see this blonde man going up the steps.
0: Girl, I am <laughs> jumping like yeah. I am like, oh
1: my! I'm literally screaming. Yeah, you're like, oh, go home, baby. Yeah, go home. Get your man, okay? Get yeah. your man. Uh, so um, there's a knock on the door. This blonde knocks on the door, and we see Brian get up and um and open it, and. uh when he slides it open, it's like, ooh, that is not sunshine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like,
0: like, what the hell is going on?
1: Yeah. And so he starts to tell Brian his name and Brian says, it doesn't matter. And then the guy says, well, am I what you look, am I what you're looking for? And, uh, Brian says close enough. And I am just dying of heartbreak. Me too. I was like, scene.
0: this knockoff ass Justin
1: Taylor. Yeah. Like, who is this guy? But, um, yeah. So, okay, we'll just keep going. Then we'll dig into all of it. So the guy goes over to to the bedroom and uh, Brian watches him undress. So Brian had been smoking when he was lying in the bed. And I think he's just trying to alter his mind state yeah. you know, to kind of, I don't know, prepare himself for this or maybe even to try to like trick himself that this is what the person that he really wants. But then he climbs in bed next to him and the guy tries to kiss him and Brian won't do that. Uh, and so I think that's a very significant thing. Like, he won't kiss him because no, he's, he's not still,
0: No, he's and still... So he's,
1: he's still holding yeah. to their rules. Yeah. Uh, and so I feel like that's a very huge thing. Like, they are not together. Justin is straight up with somebody else, living mm-hmm. with somebody else. And he still is holding on to that that rule that they have. But also, it's just like, you're not him. And and I think kissing you is... You look like
0: him, but you're yeah, not him. Yeah, and
1: kissing is something that's just totally different yeah. for Brian now. And he's like, I don't want to experience that with anybody else now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we see him run his fingers through hair that is not quite the right shade, nope. not quite the right color, it's not the right texture, but he is just like, you can just see it on his face. like he's He just, just wants his to, feel of Justin. Yeah, he's just trying to project that image of Justin right on top of this body here that has some of some similar features, but it's just not not the same. Okay, now let's talk about, about this. Brian had to be so desperate for him to be, or missing Justin so much for him to go and do something like this. Yeah, he we, got a prostitute. Yeah, I mean, we saw him, and that you you referenced it earlier, we saw him put together a whole orgy on the fly for yeah. 10, you know, So it's not like Brian doesn't have options. You know? Exactly. But he, he didn't want that. I mean, nope. he could have gone to the back room and just let anybody kind of have at him, or invite all these people to his house, but that's not what he wanted. But he, specifically... he wanted to
0: recreate mm-hmm. a special moment of him and Justin, or yeah. or as close to that moment as possible. Yeah, he got a Justin look alike. He paid big bread for a Justin look alike. Yeah, just for him to fuck him. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like he to, he didn't want to kiss him. He didn't want to. Yeah,
1: well, he, I think he wanted him there. Like he wanted yeah. him there and present. But it was like we can't talk because you're not, you're him. not him. I mean mm-hmm. that that destroys the illusion. Like I'm not gonna kiss you because you're not him. So there was very little that he could actually enjoy with this With this, That's guy. why he said,
0: lay on your stomach because I don't have to look at you. I can see the hair and the body type. Yeah, and he
1: could just kind of... Yeah, and I yeah. can envision
0: mm-hmm. sunshine, you know, but... Yeah,
1: but he would have had to call and describe in detail what he was looking for. So he's on the phone telling them exactly what yeah. Justin looks like, how he dresses. So Maybe just, he sent
0: the email. <laughs> you know what I'm
1: <laughs> Maybe that would have been less painful you know, he yeah. an email. But uh, I had to tell them exactly... Yeah, what he wants. So this is really the answer to Justin's question. When Justin asked, would you care if I wasn't here? Like, if you look at everything about Brian in this episode, has shown. Yes. Yeah.
0: He cares. Yeah,
1: definitely, definitely cares. And so that's how the episode ends. It's like, even though it's this moment, these two men in bed together, like, it is such a sad moment because that other guy is like, dude, you don't need, you ain't even yeah, a factor. I know. <laughs> right seeing now, him,
0: seeing him, um, you know, bring the Justin lookalike. Again, I mean, I felt like all the scenes of Brian in his house broke my heart. Yeah. Okay. Like all of them broke my heart. Because again, like we said, Justin spent a lot of time there, you know, like that was his home too. We knew when the two of them were together, the chemistry was fire. So to see that it's separate and apart and also not to see them, they didn't, they weren't even in this episode like that, you know, right. it was, it was crazy. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Like it was just heartbreaking to see Brian hurt because he really truly is hurting.
1: Yeah. I know, it, yeah, very, very hard, and just unfortunate that we get to see all this after the fact. We get to see his true feelings and how deep they are, um, how much it matters to him that Justin is there right. in the loft with him. Uh,
0: well, he's also not showing it to anyone else either. Right, like, yes, this is a very, yeah. you know, private moment for mm-hmm, himself, mm-hmm. you know, so he's not letting Michael in on it or anyone, yeah. so. But
1: this is his first breakup, too, you know, so yeah. this is his first heartbreak, and so... That's a hard thing for anybody to get through.
0: It was. Yeah. Well, I would honestly say that episode one, season three, did not disappoint. It did not. Okay? <laughs> y'all brought the drama. Y'all brought the comedic relief. And you brought the action. I'm never going to forget that right hook. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Never.
1: Yeah, they will to deliver one of those up, you know, every two or three episodes. Yeah, you know, we told Michael, snitches get stitches. Oh, he, we did. He wasn't listening. Nope.
0: We tried to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Don't be looking surprised you.
0: now. <laughs> no, this episode. Ooh, the writers, boy, big ups to y'all. Y'all yeah. killing the game. Yeah. Killing the game. But um, guys, we hope y'all enjoyed it. We're glad to be back. Um, leave us comments, you know. Let us know what you guys think about this. We asked you guys for a couple comments throughout this episode. Shoot us those comments. Let us know um what you think. And um, until next time, guys, we are out of here. Bye.
1: Bye.